Welcome everyone to Coffee and Valkyries, a podcast about your favorite NWSL club, OL Reign. It's been forever since we dropped a new episode and everything happened to the NWSL club representing the Puget Sound region. So we're going to use this episode as our season premiere to basically recap what in the world happened. Uh, first off, uh, for those that are new or just need a reminder who makes up Coffee and Valkyries, I am Jacob. My co-host uh, is Susie. Oh. Susie, say hello. Hello, jumping in too early. It's Susie. And then uh, joining us to becoming a new uh, regular co-host of the podcast is Steve, who is also one of the editors at Sounder at Heart. Steve, hello. How are you? Hi, guys. Well, you know, we got a lot of free time these days, so I'm happy <laughs> to join in. How are you guys doing in terms of, uh, yeah, with uh, the quarantines uh, in your respective homes and works and just you know, hanging in there in terms of uh, day by day? Well, our house um, was one of the fortunate ones that got sick, um, but we're feeling a lot better. And um, it's easy to be quarantined with two old dogs who just sleep all day and don't ask a lot of you. So we're catching up on a lot of shows and movies like everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, and and on my end, I've got a 10-year-old who, so... I'm kind of doubling duty as tutor, doing work, and thankfully she's got Animal Crossing now on the Switch, so that keeps her <laughs> occupied in the evenings when we're done with our classwork. And the cats at our house have been loving that everyone's home 24-7 because they can just get attention whenever they want. And otherwise, it's just been a lot of going through the to-do lists at home and finally catching up on stuff that I always say I'm going to do someday. And finally, I got no excuses. <laughs> what about you, Jacob? Um, well, I've been on work from home orders basically since, um, the month of March. So I've adjusted as well as I can be maybe a little bit ahead of where, of, um, the majority of people on that front. Um, yeah, just taking it, uh, one day at a time. Um, there, there are times where I do need to like, just turn off the TV and just not, um, add more screen time to, obviously the ridiculously high amount that um i and you know so many of us are doing because we're all you know working from home if we're if we're fortunate enough to still be able to be doing that but yeah um like you susie catching up on stuff uh to watch on you know various streaming channels trying to read more (laughs) and um yeah just you know we're all just like everybody else just Taking it one day at a time. Doing our part, every one of us. Yep. So let us talk about OL Rain, formerly known as Rain FC, formerly known as Seattle Rain FC. <laughs> Obviously, the big uh, news uh, that came out over the course of the winter before the entire world shut down basically was that OL Group bought the controlling uh, shares of Rain FC and the club has rebranded uh, to OL Rain. Yeah, I think um, perhaps we'll see, we'll hear from a special guest a little bit later in this episode who will have some thoughts on it. Um, my perspective is that I um, I understand the perspective of folks who are super excited, and I also understand the perspective of folks who have been fans for a long time who treat this news with a little bit of hesitation 
Um, I think what folks should probably know is that there's the reason that players have stuck at this stuck around at this club for so long is because they really believe in the vision of the Predmores and um, I think I've said before the only thing that folks have been pretty candid about is that the, that was really lacking is the Predmores are not just like dollars are not flowing out of them they're not billionaires um, they're doing as much as they can to create a super professional environment um, and that that extra funding and that extra capital was really the one missing piece and you get a lot of that in addition to um, an, an ownership group that has proven that they um, want to invest at a very very high level in women's soccer so that part is um, really exciting to me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think anyone who saw the World Cup on, uh, well, last summer now, like that was the finals and semifinals were held in Lyon Stadium. And that's something that Jean-Michel Olay basically single-handedly spearheaded the building and development of. And he has focused intense resources on the um, OL women's team in Europe. And they've won many Champions League titles. And I think he has that hunger and desire to see similar success in the United States. And they basically could have bought and put a team anywhere. And the fact that they chose to invest in the rain says, I think, a lot about um, a similar vision to what Bill and Teresa Predmore have. And it shows a commitment, I think, to, to the team in Tacoma and in the Puget Sound because it would not have cost significantly more and it might have even cost less for them to have a team elsewhere. So I understand the concern, like people in Seattle have seen outside owners come in and buy teams before and things have ended badly. But I think in this case, um, you know, I would say wait and see, but I at least think we're going to see some really good things come out of this. And I remember, Steve, you were in attendance for the press conference. That was back in December, I think, uh, when they officially announced the the sale or basically uh, said that they were selling the uh, controlling share of the team to OL Group. And uh, if I remember correctly, Predmore at the press conference said that he did uh, talk to some other potential investors that wanted to invest in the team, but their conditions of investing into the team uh, came with the caveat of intentions of possibly relocating the team uh, down down the road in the, in a, you know, in the future. And yeah, I, I'm agree in agreement with you guys that, you know, they if it was a case of they just needed money, they they would have taken anybody, you know, they would have taken like the first offer or you know, and let um let the people behind the money do whatever they wanted to. So yeah, I understand everyone's concerned about, you know, what is this new team uh, under this new ownership gonna be, but like Susie said. Uh, the reason there's still so many senior players uh, back on this team ever since the inaugural season of 2013 is because they trust the Predmores. And if they didn't, you know, somebody like Jess Fishlock or Megan Rapino or Lauren Barnes would not, wouldn't be here at all. And not to mention Fishlock and Rapino have both played for Lyon. So they know kind of what to expect from this new ownership group. And if they, had any concerns about that, I think they would have said something because they're certainly not players who would stay quiet if they were alarmed by something. Yeah, they totally would have had the stroke to say, hey, Bill, I don't know about this because here's my concerns. 
I do have to say, um, I have poured one out a few times for the for the rain crest. I think it was, as many people have shared, one of the best in soccer. Um, and I do appreciate that folks on Twitter have started to call it. I always thought it was a queen, but we are called Ride of the Valkyries, and people have started to call her a Valkyrie. And I just appreciate that sentiment a lot. Um, she has a special place in my heart. You know what this means, Susie? We totally got to get uh, Tessa Thompson uh, an OL Rain jersey. Yeah, yes, that would make people happy and might um, help us move on to the to the new to the new logo and crest. Right. Um, so they've obviously done a rebrand, but there's also um, you know changes with the roster, as to be expected, because with every season, there's always going to be a roster turnover. But in the case of OL Rain coming uh, into the previous season where they had an ungodly high number of players under contract, 30 plus. So obviously we had, we had to say some hard goodbyes to some people, some because of retirement, others because their contracts weren't renewed and others were traded. Um, Steve, do you want to talk about uh, the transactions the team has made up to this point? Ooh, where to even begin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think, it's it's really kind of a challenge almost to see what the team is actually going to look like going forward because not only have the rain signed a, a number of new players either through the draft or through trades or or free agent signings but we have so many players that are coming back from long-term injuries that it's almost like we're getting brand new players mm -hmm. so like taylor smith last year didn't play at all and they knew that when they signed her and um, Jasmine Spencer played about 45 minutes of one game before she tore her ACL. And Jess mm -hmm. Fishlock was only here for a few games. And Megan Rapino was gone for a significant amount of time. And with all of those players are going to be hopefully available for the entire season, especially with there not being Olympics this year due to the um, rescheduling. This could make things really interesting in terms of um, what our starting 11 looks like. And that's before even considering some of the other players that the team has signed, such as Sofia Herta and, oops, sorry, I <laughs> lost, my, <laughs> lost, lost my sound there for a second. We're still kind of figuring out this new technology. But um, so, it's, and that's, you know, also the team has a new coach this year now that um, Flacco and Danofsky has moved on to the U.S. Women's National Team. So um, there's still a lot of questions, I think, that are, remaining to be answered about how um, Fareed Benstidi would like to line up his team and what sorts of um, playing style that he's going to instill in O.L. Reign. So it's going to be a very interesting year. Yeah, it's yeah, really interesting because before basically the entire world shut down because of, uh, you know, this global pandemic going on, um, most NWSL teams were just starting their preseason training camps and the teams literally only got together for about four days and then boom, everything shuts down and nobody has been able to return to any organized training since then. So yeah, I mean, we, you know, we here have yet to uh, been formally introduced to Fareed Bensidi as well, just to, just to meet, uh, meet the guy to see what he's like uh, in person, let alone, kind of figuring out what um what's how does he look at this roster and what can he uh do with it in conjunction to how obviously we know end of cell style plays where 
you know, what is a foul at times. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting whenever the teams can get back to do any sort of training. And then from there, shake off the rust, obviously just the layovers, everyone just being stuck in their respective homes before we even get to see an actual competitive match. And then from there, figure out, you know, how is this team gelling under a new coach with uh, so many returning players uh, from their injuries, but also the new faces. Yeah, I think the the most we have to go on right now is like perhaps getting excited about some of the rain players who did play in the W League, um, which shockingly played their championship game well into the well into March. Yeah, um, yeah. But I I was kind of just reflecting on um, last year we had sort of predicted many of us. Um, that it might be a breakout year for Morgan Andrews. And she was unfortunately competing behind a long list of strong midfielders last season, but she had um, a really, really, really strong W League season and um, reflected in some interviews of her time there that she really felt like she um, got some confidence back in her own um, in her own game. And she um, you could see that on the field. So I'm excited to see what she can bring this year. Um, and in the same way, at the end of the W League season, Darian Jenkins was really heating up for a Melbourne victory and um, got me excited thinking about her on the wings again this season. So um, that's about all I've got to go on in terms of um, what we what we might be able to expect for some of the players. Right. Um, another uh, one of the new faces that at least the team has announced that they've signed, uh, but yet, you know, we've yet to see in person, but can only just go out of, of really watching videos on YouTube, was the signing of uh, Costa Rican international Shirley Cruz. Now, the fun thing about her is for a lot of people uh, that have been following the uh, women's game for years, she was uh, one of the trailblazers of becoming a professional soccer player for Costa Rica. And she's also played under Farid Bensidi uh, for a good amount good few years uh, I think it's like maybe five or six seasons uh, maybe Steve can correct me or confirm me on that but obviously she knows um, how his coaching style his philosophy his vision on the game so whenever she steps onto the field it's like having another like an assistant coach out on the field for uh, for him just like how it is having you know Jess Fishlock or Lauren Barnes out on the field or even late last year when Seth Cox came out of retirement having such um, high, you know, such intelligent uh, soccer players that can also carry out, you know, coaches' instructions and game plan tactics and uh, changes, you know, during the course of a game is going to be, uh, can only be beneficial and it's going to be really interesting how she, how Cruz can gel with obviously a brand new team, but also having a familiarity with the head coach. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Cruz can do. I think um, she played with, um, under free at both Leona and PSG, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I think it was for almost 10 years, if I'm counting correctly here on her uh, Wikipedia profile. So she oh, has wow. a lot of experience with him. And um, I know that she cited one of the reasons she, she came to PSG was because he was coaching there. Um, uh, I, I know she's dealt with a number of, of knee injuries in the last few years. And it seems like with that kind of thing, you've got a player who is super eager to prove themselves still and um if they're healthy can could make a big impact so yeah i'm 
I'm really excited to see what she can bring to the squad. I think the biggest ask for any Rain fan uh, at this point and also whenever soccer and sports in general can resume, the biggest hope that we have right now is that hopefully this year's squad will be healthy. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. I think it was incredible what the team was able to do last year, but like, let's never do that again. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Uh, if there is one small silver line into this delay in the start of the season, it's that players who are very close to being fully healthy but probably would have been coming back at 90% will just get that little bit extra time to fully recover and not strain anything, hopefully, again. Exactly. And on that, uh, one of the players that um, probably is uh, enjoying some bit of a benefit from, you know, everything around the world just being uh, hit on pause is OL Reign midfielder Jess Fishlock. And after the break, uh, you will actually hear from her herself as we did an interview with her as part of uh, this season premiere episode. So check out that after the break. Joining us on this first episode of the new season of Coffee and Valkyries is OL Reign midfielder Jess Fishlock. Jess, hello, how are you doing today? Hello, everybody. I'm doing good, thank you. Is it uh, Jacob did well? Are you um, are you just saying OL Rain? Or are you slipping up a few times and saying Rain FC still? Yeah, I just go to Rain because I feel like that is the one kind of constant. Um, if I'm doing something super super official, then I'll try and remember that OL Rain. But if I'm just chatting and I just say rain because I mean, it's pretty much the name. So, you know, it's all right. I think slightly new look, slightly new name, but still the same rain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can you confirm to us whether or not the new logo, if it, if the line really is eating a Pringles uh, potato chip? I don't think that it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but I have seen the badge up close and I've seen it on our kit. Um, and I must say, I absolutely adore it. I really do. I love it. I love the gold little strip around the crest. Um, I, I really do love everything about it. So, you know, whether it's eating a Pringle or, <laughs> or not, I still like it. All right. So first and foremost, uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Rain fans wonder are wondering, how are you doing given the circumstance that we're, we're all in in this, uh, you know, with quarantine going on? How are you doing in terms of just keeping yourself busy and active physically and mentally? Yeah, look, it's, it's the same as, as everyone, no doubt. Um, there's, there's days where you kind of deal with it a little bit better than, than other days. Um, you know, I think it came at a really tough time for us specifically. Um, we obviously were back kind of doing a little bit of work in pre-season. Uh, maybe a few days, I think, we were in, in mm -hmm. the first week. Um, and it was really good, you know, that the ones that were here were really looking forward to working with Farid. Um, he's great. 
um, his coaching, his philosophy, what he wants us to kind of start doing. Um, you could already see within the first couple of days what he try, wants to try and get us to do, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, but it was great and it was fun. Um, and obviously, with me coming back from injury and Jazzy coming back and Beto's coming back and the girls coming back from being off for so long, it was just a really nice vibe um, and a very different vibe to like how we kind of finished last year because it was just a real slog, you know, like with all our injuries and that. It was just trying to survive last year, whereas obviously everybody went away and have kind of refreshed and then we got back and then everything just kind of felt really good and so I think from that perspective everyone was like oh this sucks um but in saying that everybody totally agrees with the situation and what's going on and that we need to not be able to train and social distancing and, and the sense that the league and the, the status took, um, we all get it, we all understand. So, you know, then it's just about waiting until we can get back, you know, and it doesn't really matter whether you do 10,000 squats at home or <laughs> go on a bike ride. It's not, you're not going to get football fit. So you almost just have to accept that at this minute, there's not an awful lot you can do. You can just make sure that you can try and stay relatively healthy and, and sane. Um, and I think that's the priority for us, you know, is to just stay healthy, sound, body, mind, etc. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm okay in that situation, you know. I, I'm all right. So, yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it, but um, hopefully we'll flatten that curve and get back get back soon and how are you doing with your uh recovery and rehab from your acl injury obviously before um everything shut down you, you know you gave us an update here and there when um you joined us for yacon back in february it almost seems like a lifetime ago but how are um how are you doing in terms of just uh, with your rehab from that yeah look i'm doing great um I don't really think it's really hard to judge when you're not in training, right? Mm. Like, I just feel like now that I'm just way back to my real kind of isolation rehab days where you just do your exercises, keep your leg, keep your knees strong, keep your legs strong. Um, you know, there's no football being played. I don't know what that would even look like at this point because it's mm -hmm. been so long now um so i think with regards to that whenever we start back up i just have to go back in um and see where i'm at you know i always needed a month of training with the team anyway before i could play the game and mm -hmm. you know if everything was was as was normal then i'd probably be you know playing about now um in the welsh games that we had in april if we're in April, I don't even know the date is right now, but we, we are um, in April. Yeah. And so, um, yet yeah, to be honest, I really 
my next step was playing and mm -hmm. training in in a full kind of environment and you know i just can't do that so i just don't know right <laughs> where it's at i don't know if i go back i'll need like six weeks now rather than four weeks because mm -hmm. it's so long um i guess that the the you know the one kind of good thing about it is that it just prolongs my like rehab state so my acl itself probably is getting stronger and stronger even mm -hmm. though i'm not doing anything yeah um because they always say you know to 12 months is the ideal not play with 12 months and i was looking back to, to play in nine and so that's kind of what I'm holding on to is that, you know, even though I'm not doing anything or I can't really do anything to progress it, um, it is still getting stronger, which it will help me in the long run anyway. And, um, you know, one other good aspect of preseason is the team gets a chance to get to know each other, to gel. Um, obviously you can't do that in person, but are you all trying to find ways to do that virtually right now? It was really funny, actually. We had a call with our nutritionist, um, and Rosie, our Kiwi, I think this would only maybe happen at the rain, decided that we should do a cookbook for like... <laughs> <laughs> whatever recipes we're using to like write it down and put it in the group for our, our cookbook mm -hmm. FC cookbook recipe and I obviously like I'm like just like dying laughing because one I don't cook at all so <laughs> I mean, one there won't be a recipe for me and two I don't even think I could follow a recipe um I'm that terrible in the kitchen but I was laughing because I was like only we would do that not like a workout video that's like not even entered our minds to come up with some like <laughs> workout or like I don't know for us it's a cookbook recipe and I'm like far out like that sums us up I think as a group and trust it comes from the Kiwi who's <laughs> back in New Zealand who's miles away <laughs> I thought that was funny well what you can do is you can just um have uh, Lauren Barnes give you a recipe and just put your name on it. Yeah, well, to be fair, I've already recruited Lulu as my chef this year, so <laughs> I think she'll be fine. She'll, she'll do it for me, for sure. Are there others we should be, we should be asking on the team for recipes? Are there other good, good cooks beyond Lou Barnes? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are. You just know her food. I'm assuming. Wow. Um, actually is a good cook. She rustled me up something in like 20 minutes the other day. Um, I don't know if Ali can cook. I doubt Ali cooks. No offense to Ali, but I very much doubt that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if there's sort of so many new people here. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I have learned from the Q&As that have been happening on the Rain Insta that um, Michelle Betos can do anything, basically. That's the answer everyone gives. Who would you want to, want to be quarantined with? Michelle Betos every time. Yeah. 
she actually wasn't mine because there's a little bit to Michelle Beto's that is like does everything does everything but also like could potentially just drive me insane as well at the same time <laughs> you guys might uh, share some traits perhaps and plus she wouldn't want to quarantine with me either because I am the opposite to Beto's and I'd be like Beto's can you cook for me all the time because I can't cook <laughs> and she'll be like the like most perfect professional with recovery and I'll just be like oh can you just you can give me a massage <laughs> she like does everything she does that's why everyone want to, wants to quarantine with her because she's like the perfect professional and human being and will just is so helpful and so nice um so yeah it would make sense whereas i'm like just chilling with a cup of tea watching netflix for hours and hours and hours and it would probably drive her insane um, so yeah What's been on your uh, Netflix playlist lately to pass the time? <sighs> you know what? It's been actually, we've been watching a lot of movies. We have a movie night every night. We wanted to see how long we could do it for. And the truth is we've managed to do it so far, like every night. Um, and every night someone else gets to pick a film. So I'm at home living with obviously the host family that I live with. Um, and it's four of them. So it's actually really nice because there's such a diverse um, genre because everyone enjoys loads of different things. Um, and the last two films we've watched, actually, the last three films we've watched have been like old type of movies that I've never heard of and never seen. And I've loved like every single one of them. We watched... Bridges of Madison County, which I've never seen, which I thought was just classic. It was great. And I love Meryl Streep, so that was great. Um, yesterday we watched The Tides of something. And then we also watched like an action, uh, Irish mob action film, which was great as well. Um so yeah, I've actually kind of like, I, I'm a movie buff anyway, and I love watching movies. So I've kind of really enjoyed watching like the old stuff that you never hear about, but are like absolute like classics. So I, I've had a lot of fun actually. Every evening without fail, we put one on um, and it's fun, you know? So I have not really been watching a lot of Netflix because that's what we've been doing. Although I have watched Tiger King. What is your Tiger King reaction? I, I'm, my mind is blown. Yeah. <laughs> I just could not, I still haven't got my head around it, let alone when I was watching it. I had to keep rewinding it to make sure that what I was watching, I actually saw with my own eyes and I didn't just make it up. <laughs> Before you came to the United States, would you have believed that that show was real? No. Versus <laughs> living here now. Well, now I'm like, oh, yeah, it's totally America. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I just could I just still can't believe there's so many tigers in that. <laughs> in, Amer in America, just chilling. Crazy, crazy. So before uh, everything shut down, obviously uh, the team was able to get together for 
a couple of days, I think almost a week, and you guys did have some training. You were able to reunite. You got to see some uh, familiar faces, also briefly meet some of the new faces. And you mentioned how it was just a nice, it was so relieving just to see, you know, somebody like Beto's and Jasmine yeah. Spencer back. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all coming from their respective um, injuries that uh, happened last season. Mm-hmm. Now, we know pretty much everybody on uh the team is very competitive. Did you guys ever have any sort of bet to see who's going to recover and return to the field faster from their respective <laughs> injury? No, I, we actually, um, we had a bit of like a, of a rehab group that we would just talk to. It would be like Jazzy, me, Beethoven, and JC at the time when mm-hmm. JC was, was here. Um, and it was, it was great. Like, because, when you go through such a long injury and everyone's going through the same thing. And, you know, I'm a little bit lucky because Jazzy is going through the same injury as well. Um, it's really nice to kind of talk about it, you know, talk about the, you know, excuse my French, but like the shit because going through long-term injuries are really hard mentally. Um, and you need help, you know, you need help to get through it. And so we were really lucky that we had this group of, of players that not only do you kind of respect as players, but you also really respect as, as, as humans and as people as well. And each person wants the best for the other person. So that's, and that's like literally um, true and so sincere. And when you feel that as well, it's always really helpful. Um, when you have your good days and your bad days, you know? And so I'm I'm really, truly grateful um, for Michelle and for Jazzy uh, and for JC, because they've helped me so much with my injury. I think I even texted Jazzy the other day and I was like, God, it is so nice to not have to do this alone, really. Um, And I I feel like she feels the same and, and the same with Beto's as well. So, you know, it was so good to come back and see them. It really was. Um, and then obviously you see Ali and Jody and Steph Cox and, you know, all those kind of girls who, who were all kind of uh, at the same age and at the same place and, and um, you know, want the same things. And then it's still really nice to see the new ones. You know, Danny Weatherhall is here, who's absolutely just a dream. Uh, Taylor. McNabb, you know, it's it's really nice to to see everybody, um, and the new the new recruits, you know, Amber came back, who we're all familiar with anyway. So, you know, I always feel with our with our team because people tend to stay here for quite a long time when they come. Um, there's always a bit of always familiarity. I feel. Um, obviously, I can say that because I've been here since day one. So. <laughs> But um, I do feel like with the group that we have, a lot of people have been here for the core of being here from for a while. It might be too early for you to say anything along these lines since you haven't had much preseason. Um, but of the new faces or the younger faces, are there folks that you think fans should be super excited about or watching for a breakout season? Um, I mean, I want to say Shirley. I haven't even met her yet, but I mean, I think mm-hmm. she's going to be great for us. So yeah. there's Shirley. 
Uh, I think Danny Weatherhall is going to be um, fantastic for us. I really do. She's already so great off the field that I think that that will just naturally translate um, into our group. Um, you know that the, the the new girls. I I don't really. Obviously, I've met Kelsey Hedge mm-hmm. uh, and Julia, but I have not really seen a lot of Julia. Um, you know, I think we're all. I think I feel with Quinny as well. Like she, you basically could count Quinny and Rosie as like newbies, really, because they mm-hmm. came so late last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got to see the best out of those two, and I think they're going to be great for us as well. Um, you know, I I even think Steph Cox is going to be unbelievable for us this year after she had a bit of last year under her belt as well. So. You know, with regards to like new new players, I mean, I think they're all gonna really kind of play their part. I am really excited to meet Shirley. Let's be real here. Um, I think her reputation precedes her, but I think the likes of Danny and Quinn and Rosie are gonna be um, great for us, and of course Sophia Huerta as well. Um, I'll just keep naming these names. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think they're all going to be such a, important for us because we didn't need to make a whole lot of changes, but we needed to make like good ones mm-hmm. and ones that are going to make our depth stronger and our team um, a little bit more uh, diverse, really. Um and I think that's why we're bringing these type of players, Ryan. So I think they're all going to really play their part um, very, very kind of well. So, yeah, I think between Danny, Quinny, Rosie, Shirley and Twitter, everyone should be really, really kind of excited. Sweet. Mm. Um, oh, go ahead, Jacob. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to change the subject a little bit back to rewatching things or watching things in this, in this break we all have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, have you rewatched any soccer matches while you've had downtime? <laughs> well, yeah, I've actually rewatched a lot because I'm doing some work with the Academy. So I'm doing some like Zoom uh, kind of conference, not conferences, but like um, webinars really with the girls with regards to like analysis and and the best way to do analysis really like because analysis is a difficult topic and you need it a lot it's a massive part of your game um but sometimes i don't feel like we really know what we're looking for or, or how to do it and so i do these weekly webinars with the kids on you know um how the best way to utilize analysis. Um, and so that means I've had to go and rewatch a lot of our games to pick out the topics and how you break down the topics and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I've watched like, I reckon at least eight of our games already. Um, and some of them I've really enjoyed and some of them I've been like, oh. <laughs> What's been your most uh, enjoyable that you've rewatched? Um, you know our two thousand 
15 semifinal against Washington Spirit um, was an absolute classic. We played so well that game. Uh, and the 2014 one as well, to be fair. I actually rewatched our 2018 loss to Portland in the semifinal just because I, the, our, the first half of that game, I felt we, was, we were great, you know, right up until they scored just before half time, which came from nothing really. Um, but up until that point in that 45, we were, you know, we should have been three, four nil up if it wasn't for France, who had an unbelievable game. And then I've watched a couple of games against the Dash, um, the Sky Blue game, and the Portland 5 0 game that we won back home. So I've watched a few, you know. A couple that we've lost, a couple that we've won, um, and then just a couple of really good games. And so, yeah, I think my favourite was 2015 semi-final. Um, but there's been a load of good games, you know. The 1-0 against Portland, actually, where Kimmy scored that goal. was a great game as well. A little um, shimmy shake. Shimmy shimmy, yeah. <laughs> so, Kimmy shimmy. So, yeah. I mean, they're fun to rewatch, you know. Yeah. Um, we we really... we rewatched um with our with our followers the the five nothing Portland win as well, and I know you chimed in and said you guys called that the Naho game because she was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> you know, that game, she really was. It's funny that game because you know they played like a diamond in the middle, and I really clogged up the middle, so it wasn't like a pretty game at no. all. It was like really scrappy and like just there was no space in the middle at all. They really tried to clog that up so we couldn't play through it, which makes sense. I mean, why would you want Kimmy to have all the time in the world? But that was fine, you know, because we had Nahos. <laughs> what are you going to do? So, yeah. I stole your question, Jacob, so I'll let you ask now. Oh, it was a completely different question, but <laughs> I, I, I've thought of another question. Um, so Jess, obviously you are a very decorated uh, soccer player. There's a lot of accomplishments under your name, but um, where does uh, schooling Sounders FC forward Will Bruin on a trivia a couple weeks ago rank for you as a personal accomplishments? Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. I was so happy with myself <laughs> for knowing loads of those answers. I could not um, believe it. I also couldn't believe how bad he was. <laughs> I, I watched his and I was like, he kept passing, thinking that he could just come back to it. And mm -hmm. I was like, you can't do that, Will, for one. And for two, I don't even think he knew the MLS one. He knew nothing about women's football. So he <laughs> will go and work on that. And then he didn't even, I mean, it took him a while to get the MLS one. I was like, <laughs> I think one of the only ones you got right was the Kardashian. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I have real big questions to him, to be honest. Maybe he needs to practice a little more under pressure. Right, yeah, this is true. This is true. He really, um, you know, uh, shit the bed, to be honest with you. He, just, <laughs> he 
he yeah he didn't know one question and then that was it he just panicked 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 and then a couple weeks before that you um actually joined us for YachtCon. it was your first time being a part of that panel because obviously around this time of year you're you know you're usually out playing abroad in europe but mm -hmm. um you were able to join us for that and we knew like how much fun you had just being a part of that panel but what was it for you you know what was it like for you just being part of that panel but also seeing how much of a admiration and respect the you know a small slice of the seattle soccer community has for for you yeah look it was interesting because i like you said i've never been there for one of those things before so it was everything was new to me and uh, but it was a lot of fun i mean i i like really was just a lot of fun um a lot of good people just enjoying each other's company and enjoying the reason why you're there um you know and yeah of course it's nice to for them to kind of know who we are or know who i am and, and just and just be really supportive for that um but you know it's always been a two-way street here in seattle i've always loved the city and loved the community and you know it's it's just nice that um over this kind of eight year period really that um some of that is is kind of a respectful both ways you know um so yeah it's it's, it's nice it's you know, I guess that's why we stay here for as long as we stay here, all of us, because we kind of feel that, um, which goes a long way, really. Does it still take you by surprise that you've been here for eight years and that this is pretty much, you know, your home away from home? Like, can you still remember what it was like coming here in 2013, brand new country, you know, you didn't know anybody, and then, you know, reflecting on where you are right now? Yeah, you know, I I kind of had this conversation with uh, my mum and that the other day. But yeah, you know, even throughout everything that's going on right now, um, it would it would be weird to not be here through it, if that makes sense. Um, I would obviously love to go home and, and to be with my family, but at the same time, like, that's not where my life is, you know? And so being there would be great for like a couple of weeks. And then I would be like, my life is not here. My life is, is in Seattle. You know, one day my life will absolutely be back in Wales, but at this moment in time, that's, that's just not where it is. And so um, it feels completely normal and natural to, to be here right now, um, which I think says a lot to, um, where I think my kind of existence existence is, you know, at this point in time, and yeah, I, sometimes I do look back and I'm like, oh, you know, does it feel each year it's just got better and better because each year the season has just got longer and longer. You know, at the beginning it was like five months of chaos, mm -hmm. um, whereas now it's like you know you're here from February to November it's 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 the whole year pretty much um and so yeah it just feels natural to me it doesn't feel like this is not my home as a player you I mean you talked about how much there the league has grown and and you have more of a more of a season more structure as a player have you noticed a difference this year with the the league having a commissioner 
Um, have you seen seen much of a difference at this point? Yeah, look, I think for us personally at the, at the rain, a lot is different, you know, um, with the changeover in the organization, with the league now having a commissioner, with it being 12 months, with, with allocation, you know, it's like you come in back to, you know, it's like you go away and then you've gone on your like Apple app and then you have this little update and you <laughs> click on that and then all of a sudden you have this brand new icon and everything looks better and everything's sharper um that's what it feels like really to be honest you know we had so many great announcements at the mm -hmm. beginning of the year um you know i think we've we've done a lot some work with the sounders as well um and the league too i think the league has done really good with the new commissioner now you know she's had a bit of a rough ride <laughs> and she's been really organized and really informative and her communication has been great with all this stuff um, that's going on, which we probably would not have had before, you know? So yeah, I definitely feel like, like the league itself has just had an upgrade um, and it's, it's things are being done better. Um, and especially with like, the TV stuff now as well. We just, I think we're just in a much better place. It's just a shame that it is, it kind of wasn't the ideal start to that upgrade. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like the league has capitalized a little more despite the global pandemic that nobody had control over um, in capitalizing from a World Cup year and the momentum yeah. compared to 2015. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure when it comes back, it'll be fine and it'll be interesting because now you'll be working towards an Olympic year that should have been this year. So this year probably should have been a little bit more disruptive, but now it's not. Well, yeah, the league won't be. I say yeah. it's not because we're starting later, of course, but the games won't be disrupted. We won't lose the national team players for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and so that'll be interesting how you how that plays out. You know, will everyone get so excited? There'll be far more competition now. People who didn't have a chance to try and make the Olympic team now have uh, 12 months, you know. If I'm Alex Morgan right now, I'm like, <laughs> this is great. And you know what she's going to, what she's going to use to get back to her absolute best, the NWSL, yeah. you know, and who is so excited to, to watch Alex go through that. You know, I'm a massive supporter of Alex and it, I'm glad that she gets this time to not have to rush back from having a baby, make sure she's healthy, make sure the baby's healthy. And then, you know, really a year to, to come back and be the best, you know, because she was, I think, instrumental to the national team in the World Cup, you know, mm -hmm. um, the way that she kind of adjusted her game uh, for that World Cup, I thought she was fantastic. And so I think that's a good thing. And it's only going to be good for the league because those girls who want to prove to Vlaco that they should be in the Olympics need to play really well in the NWSL. So I'm super excited for that.
I mean, you know, it means I have to be better too, which is what you want, right? So I think it's going to be great. I do. You just mentioned Vlatko. Um, how much of how he was very um, studious and about video uh, rubbed off on you in terms of how you prepared yourself when uh, doing those webinars with the Rain uh, Academy in terms of rewatching matches? <laughs> well, if I worked with them like we were with Vlatko, we'd be sat set at the screen for like five, six hours a day. <laughs> um, no, look, I think when you're in football you you kind of get players and, and coaches as well who they either really value um analysis or they don't um and i've always 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 valued it um i think it's a it's a really good tool and obviously blackwell felt the same way so we um definitely feel the same way with regards to um analysis and then it's just up to you how you want to use it and you have to be comfortable with going about that kind of your own way and taking tips from people definitely learned a lot from Blacko and Milan with regards to how they both did their um analysis um you know we tried to get Blacko to condense it <laughs> many a times and we would be like Blacko you got a time here, you know, we actually have to train. Um, and in the end, he kind of, he got it and would say, oh, I won't speak for long. Um, but yeah, I think we both have a very good um, outlook of analysis and, and deem it very, very um, helpful and important. We'll get you out of uh Sorry, go ahead, Susie. Well, I was going to say we'll get you out of here soon as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, this is something that you can't tell fans much about at this point. But you mentioned how great the the crest and the new look and feel of OL Rain is. Have you seen or had a preview of the new jerseys? <gasps> I have. And without obviously spoiling, tell us how much how you feel about them. I, I, I like them. I really like them. Um, they're, they're different to our old, um, kit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit, it's hard for me, right? Because I played at the right, at mm -hmm. Leon. Mm -hmm. So I have an affiliation with that kind of, brand and 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 outlook um and so i i i see two different massive sides to it you know i obviously am born and bred rain um but i had a great time at leon saw exactly what they were doing loved everything about it and so i'm far more open to an understanding of the change probably than a lot more people mm -hmm. right which I understand, um, but I, what I would would say is that, you know, there was it was inevitable that these things were going to change because you don't have a takeover and things not change because that just is not real life really. And as 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 harsh as that might sound, that's the reality of it. Um, but 
you know, from our locker room and that, like, there's not that, it does, it's not changed. It doesn't change who we are. Um, but yeah, of course, there's going to be a bad change. Of course, there's going to be a little bit of a kit change. Um, but we haven't changed everything, but it, but it is different. Um, but like I said, that is to be expected. I do not believe for a second that it's disrespectful. I don't think it's an easy thing for either one. I don't think it's an easy thing for Bill. And I don't think it's an easy situation for OL to, to come into this kind of situation and then have to go, listen, we're going to have to change a few things. That's not an easy thing to do either. And they are trying to do it in the most respectful way. Um, and so, you know, I see a lot of people and they're really struggling with it and it's hard, but I do have to kind of just say like, this is to be expected. And if you can kind of look at the new stuff without like cont contempt really, like then you'll see that it actually, it's actually really nice. Mm -hmm. Like it was really, really nice. And so I hope that at some point when the emotions die down and we start playing and, and people realize that Pino is still Pino regardless <laughs> of anything and I am still me and we are still Rain, we just have a little change here and there, then I hope that eventually people will go, you know what, maybe I was a little bit too emotional in this and this is great and the kit is great and let's buy a kit and let's buy a scarf and let's do this and let's do that and let's get back to supporting the team and supporting the, the the group really because you know I think that this is the best thing for us I really do and so I love it I love the kits I love the badge um and I think it's going to be great for us I really do but it is different and so I know that's a tough that's a that's a tough thing for people well hopefully um the day where you guys can hit the field and get back to training and, you know, it's one day closer to us to actually having uh, matches played and we get to see uh, O.L. Reign uh, on the field with yourself, Megan yep. Rapino, and all the uh, returning and also new faces to the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I can't wait for that day too. <laughs> uh, Jess, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. No problem. Okay, we are back. Susie and Steve, what did you think of our chat with Jess Fishlock? Uh, like always, she's just a, like a wealth of great information and conversation, and she didn't disappoint again this time. Yeah, I agree. I think it's always really interesting to hear what um, the thoughts of the players are, and, and it's really great to hear that she's doing some things with the Academy right now, too, to kind of pass a lot of that knowledge on to the next generation while she's looking for things to do. and. I'm sure just watching video herself, she gets a lot of insights and being able to share that is wonderful. And I think we're gonna really see that pay off in the future. That's such a good point. I was thinking about when I was young and I mean, I got to like see Brandy Chastain, but to have like someone like her giving me tips and real tricks and analysis um, is just incredible. And what a great opportunity for the Rain Academy players. Yeah, I wonder, I'm assuming it was a uh, scheduled thing where may, um, obviously the players knew that 
they were going to have a guest speaker, but I wonder if they kept it as a bit of a surprise to say, oh, it's not just any guest speaker, it's, you know, Jess Fishlock. And then I'm sure there was a little bit of a excitement slash uh, starstruck uh, wow factor to that because, yeah, I got to think it, that must have been really cool that first time to, you know, you, you do, you're doing your um, your conference, your video chat with, you know, your teammates and your coaches, then all of a sudden, boom, here's Jess Fishlock. <laughs> I also um, appreciated a lot what she said about just um, her her thoughts on what the OL group is going to bring to the team. Obviously, it's just one player's perspective, but she definitely has some pretty in-depth knowledge about the operations there. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the hopefully that's something that can kind of assuage some of the valid uh, concerns, if not anger, about the rebranding, um, the general takeover. And it's like, you know, this is somebody that's been with the club since day one who has all of the stroke in the world to ever say, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm out of here. She can do, you know, if if she didn't believe or trust in the Predmore, she'd be long gone. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I think it was also great to hear that her um, ACL recovery is going really well and that she will probably be ready to hit the ground running whenever play can resume. And, you know, as we always know, she's part dragon, so she recovers almost instantaneously. But <laughs> just getting that confirmation because, you know, at some point maybe that won't be true. But for now, at least, it sounds like she is still going strong and we're going to get to see the best version of Fishlock out there whenever play resumes. Yeah, and I really uh, liked how she talked about how you know, she was going through this devastating injury, but she wasn't completely alone in that. She had her teammates in Jasmine Spencer and Michelle Beatos that were going through their respective, uh, really career-altering injuries. And, you know, they were just able to support each other on that front because we know, uh, Susie, you know, like in the times we've chatted to other players that have had, that have gone through similar injuries where there's always the physical aspect of, you know, rebuilding your body, going through the physical therapy and that's uh never an easy thing for anybody but then there's also the mental side of it too where you know they feel isolated because they're the only person that's going through this ordeal but it's not it was nice that uh Fishlock was able to just talk about how how much of a silver lining it was that she had you know direct teammates that she can lean on and they can just help each other out through uh their rehab process yeah, I imagine that's so huge, this long term and when this is your livelihood in particular. Um, and I am sure from what we know about Jasmine Spencer, I can't um, picture her as anyone but like a chill, um, positive, upbeat presence to have around you as you're dealing with it alongside her. Yeah. And I bet too, even when they were all having, you know, bad days as part of the rehab, like, you know, they were able to just sound off to each other and, you know, and there was that whole, they understood what that frustration level was, you know, where it was coming from in terms of like, you know, they knew why somebody was angry today because you just, everything felt like it was going wrong for them with whatever their rehab or therapy was. So, uh, That'll do it for uh, this episode of Coffee and Valkyries. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at RollValks, that is R-O-V-A-L-K-S, 
hopefully uh, in due time, we'll be back to our usual programming of uh, live tweeting matches and all that fun stuff. We will be working on um, getting more players uh, on the podcast to do more interviews so you can just catch up with that, with some of the familiar faces, but also get to, new, get to know some of the newer faces uh, on the team. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's a good, good time for us to do that since we know that they're stuck at home too. Yeah. And we have a lot of new people to ask about their pizza preferences. Yeah. Exactly. Caught some strife before they even hit the locker room. The question that seems to divide, to divide the locker room. <laughs> uh, as always, everyone, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and also uh, previous episodes beforehand. And we'll be back next time. Thanks, everyone. Chat soon. Stay safe and stay healthy.